0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. Before we meet today's guest, we want to give a shout-out to our podcast partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, we Coach, the Florida Coaches Coalition, and Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You've heard me say before, these are four great organizations you should really be a part of, uh, so we encourage you to check them out. And now, don't fast-forward. Stay with us for the next three minutes Take a listen to our podcast sponsorship messages. Again, they are eight great products. I've used them as an AD or a coach, and you should too. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support. Go to Gipper.com. See how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. It's so easy. You don't need any training or any special device. Go to Gipper.com. And tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to HometownTicketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets online for all of your events. Not just athletics, but things like school dances, school plays, school concerts, even graduation. And the best part, every step of the way. You'll have a dedicated client success manager that provides hands on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com and check it out now. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to Sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, see their tables and their boards in action. Their products are outstanding and their customer service is top notch. It's one of the best purchases I ever made as an athletic director. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and get started. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out the entire Snap Mobile suite of platforms like Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and of course, Snap Raise, their fundraising platform. We used it at our school with great success, and so can you. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else offers that. Go to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com and get started today. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that highlights your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame is also an extensive content program that lets you tell more compelling stories that will better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their products. When you're ready to purchase, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake and get a 5% discount. Bring your school's legacy to life. Vital Signs Wall of Fame. We want to thank Huddle for their support. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. Huddle is going to provide your school, your coaches, your teams, and your athletes the tools they need to play at the highest level. It's going to be a professional-grade solution to the challenges that you face. Go to huddle.com and see why we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 6 million users and turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to thank Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration, but they are so much more than that. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake and prepare for your best season ever. They've got tools to help your stakeholders, your coaches, and you as an athletic director with things like eligibility and rosters and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that gets it, somebody who's walked in your shoes. Go to Vital Signs, check. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake, finalforms.com slash Jake, and get started on the Final Forms team. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys, can create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents, your student athletes, even your coaches. Athletic directors typically only hear back from that 2%, uh, the squeaky wheel parent or the frustrated athlete, and we need to hear back from them so we can affect positive change. But we also need to hear from that 98% that really love and support our program, and that's where Athletic Surveys comes in. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them help you take your school from good to great that's athleticsurveys.com welcome back everyone to another episode of wednesday wisdom on the educational ad podcast our guest today is candace fabry if that name's familiar it should be uh, she was um, on the podcast a while back it was a great episode and i'm excited that she's joined us today just a little bit of information about uh, Candace. She's an outstanding um, you know, high school and college athlete. Uh, she is a college coach. She is a pro soccer coach. And she's also also the founder of Fearless and Capable, which is a, a mentoring program for women leaders, uh, you know, trying to uh, you know take organizations and teams uh, to the next level with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, I'm going to shut up now and uh, welcome, Candace And uh, again, Candice, you know, welcome to uh, Wednesday Wisdom.
1: I appreciate the, uh, the second invitation, I guess this is, and excited to join uh, the Wednesday Wisdoms. I think this is a great, great idea, um, and it certainly falls in line with a lot of things that I believe are important to start to our daily growth and education as people and as professionals. So I'm happy to be back. Well,
0: again, I know it's an incredibly busy time for you, but thanks for joining us. And um, I'll go ahead and shut up. Candice Fabry, what do you have yeah. for our listeners on Wednesday Wisdom?
1: Yeah, what we're looking at is just that difficult conversation. There are times to have them, uh, whether we are going to deliver them or know we're going to be on the receiving end of a difficult conversation. And this is going to be mainly put to our professional environments, but it's a lot of emotion. Anytime we're having something difficult to say or difficult to hear, uh, emotions are going to be part of it. So what can we do to prepare for those difficult conversations? And that's what I wanna give you just a bit of insight on some tangible steps that you can take in a process for you to take, uh, to just make that as easy as you can and knowing it's going to be pretty darn difficult. But uh, first of all, you, you gotta have a framework and that framework is gonna come out of what are those desired outcomes and the desired outcomes of the parties involved. Uh, So don't only think selfishly. Don't only think of them, uh, the person that maybe you're giving or receiving from, but what collectively together are the desired outcomes. An objective is really framing the why. Why are we having this conversation? Uh, And so helping to provide that framework, you're going to think about what are your takeaways. When this conversation is over, what is the hope that your takeaways will be? What will their takeaways be? And then what Action steps. And maybe you don't know which action steps, maybe this difficult conversation is to get towards action steps, but make sure that's something that's on your radar. It's in your agenda, it's in your notes, whatever you may have in front of you. Um, But if you can start to figure out even what those desired action steps will be coming out of the conversation, that helps to give us this framework. This, you know, if we think of it as, as entering the house of the difficult conversation, these are the things that are creating that foundation that are holding up the walls that will make this conversation productive and efficient. Think about too, what is the conversation's direction? Is it just your voice to them and they're listening? Is this a two-way conversation? Um, Really taking time to understand maybe what is best based off again, the why's. why are we having this conversation? What is the desired outcome? So is it best to have a one-way, a two-way? And if you're going to have a two-way conversation or even a one-way, what is fair for the other person to be able to prepare? What is fair? I'm not going to say right, wrong. I'm not going to say perfect world, but what is fair? If you know, this is a difficult conversation for the other person to be able to prepare for. And so thinking about even that script kind of written out is not a bad thing. It helps keep you on task. So again, the framework of why, why are we here? What do you hope to get out of it? What is the direction of this conversation? And then you're going to go to the feelings and data. I always go feelings and data are ways that we make decisions. We evaluate risk and rewards. And certainly in a difficult conversation, there is an element of risk and reward in anything you're going to discuss. And so to be able to give yourself that real kind of sit down evaluation, analytical, eye, take in data and feelings. So what types of things do What types of things need to be brought to the conversation as it relates to data points? Is it numbers? Is it testimonials? Is it feedback you've received? Um, Is it certain numbers they have or haven't hit? Whatever it may be, bring in the data. Know that that will be something that you need to present to have that objectivity to the conversation. That even might be on your side. If you know you're about to enter a difficult conversation more on the receiving end, get your data together really hold that data component, but also realize that feelings are going to be a part of any conversation that has a bit of that emotional tug to it. And so how can we anticipate responses? What might be a challenge to someone to have a a more analytical eye that will maybe over be a little bit succumbed, honestly, to the emotions? What's going to be there? So what anticipated responses can you kind of predict? And that could be by rehearsing, you know, a very direct statement. You need to stay state to someone and anticipating, okay, they handle this well and they take it in. Great. We're going to move to this point. This is my plan. They don't handle it well in terms of they maybe get really emotional. They get very defensive. Here's what I plan to do. So put those anticipated responses in and give yourself some data points and feelings to anticipate, to be able to know where you want to go next in that conversation. Then you can wrap that into where do you have the conversation? So we have the what, we're gonna have the how, and then we're gonna put it to the where. Where should the difficult conversation have happen? And that's partially because you need to think about what does the environment need to look like? Does it need to be across a desk where there is a sense of I am the boss, I am the leader, the manager, whatever. And you need to be receiving this information in a very more formal environment, maybe to set the stage of this is how this relationship is. Sometimes it needs to be in a more comfortable environment. Maybe it needs to be in comfy chairs. Maybe it can happen in a more public setting like a coffee shop. I don't necessarily see how too many difficult conversations can happen there, but sometimes it is sometimes to have, you know, just this more relaxed out in public, it can sometimes you know, make the other person feel like, well, this, if this is going to happen in public, maybe it's not too terrible. It can kind of de-arm them. So think about the environment, think as well, the senses. All right. So anytime we're having an emotional response, whether we're going to give something or uh, we're going to receive information, sensory start to come into, so maybe don't light a candle. Maybe a disarming, gross smelling candle to somebody else, maybe great great to you, but somebody else is going to look at that. And it's just going to heighten that feeling of discomfort. All right. So what senses are going to be in there? What might they hear? So if they know they're going to have a conversation with you, or you're going to prepare to have a conversation with them, how well can you hear the next office or the people outside? that may then sit in there and going well i'm not going to say anything to you if i know our voices if i can hear them they might not hear me so what can they not only you know be able to receive but what are they going to smell what are they going to hear what do they see you know what sets the stage around them all of those senses are going to come into how they take these conversations think about the people that need to be involved then all right those people involved how are you bringing them into the conversation are they purely there to take notes? Are they purely purely there as a backup? Um, a third party, or are they somebody that's brought in towards the end or somebody at the beginning? Script that out because you want the other person in these difficult conversations to have a sense to why is there someone else in the room and what is their purpose to being there? Make that clear from the get-go, which again, if you design this all out, you create your nice little agenda, you know, and you prepare, you're going to be much better to set up and say, hi, this is why so-and-so is in the room. I just want you to know that. So everything's clear and transparent from the beginning. They're going to be taking notes. They're going to be part of me wrapping up and sending you um, our our post-meeting notes, which is the last thing. How do you anticipate wrapping up the process? If you're going to have a difficult conversation, there has to be a follow-up. Anticipate how you're going to wrap it up. Does it need to go to somebody? Do you need to send an email? Do you need to fill out a report? Um, Or is it just a text message or a phone call to say, again, I appreciate the conversation. I look forward to it. Or, you know, even if it's the difficult conversations of our time together is done, you know, something to even wrap that up to make sure it's final. And they know, you know, this, this relationship is, is no longer moving forward, however you choose. But if you really get those things in a more buttoned up way, and you actually prepare for the difficult conversations, you will find yourself more at ease. And again, it's difficult. So we're not going to pretend like we're sitting back, relaxed, but we'd be more at ease to be productive, efficient, and really make that conversation worthwhile for all parties involved. And hopefully get to that desired outcome that you've really set the reason for having the meeting, the why. Come back to the why are we here to have the conversation? And the only other note I'm going to add to it is sometimes in knowing that you're going to give somebody difficult information and going back to the question what is fair in prep prep time also think about what is fair in response time do you need a response from them immediately within the difficult conversation or can you or will you allow time for them to reflect and come back sometimes in a very difficult conversation giving uh, somebody the time to step away from the conversation in a 48-hour period to process and then come back to perhaps a second difficult conversation can actually get you closer to that why and your takeaways that you hope for both parties. So just a few things to help you hopefully uh, prepare better for the difficult conversations. They need to be had. We don't need to avoid them. It's good for business. It's good for growth and opportunities um, within really every professional environment. So don't hide from them, prepare for them um, and be better equipped to manage them in a way that has a why and a desired outcome that you both understand is hopeful for every, everybody involved. So, yeah, thank you.
0: Wow. You probably saw me uh, furiously scribbling down notes there. Um, I, I'm so glad that you talked and and you coupled them uh, feelings and data together. You know, I, I think a lot of times for our listeners, you know, athletic directors, you know, those, the three uh Types of conversations we have, or or groups that we have with student athletes, coaches, or parents. And so, with a student athlete, you know, it it might be uh, on discipline. And so, you've got the data, you know, whatever it was, they got kicked out of the game, or or they're not performing in the classroom. You know, with coach, it it might be more subjective. But uh, again, you know, the the wins aren't there, the relationships aren't there with the kids. Uh, And then with parents, you know, obviously, what's that question about? It's going to be about playing time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's data there, but I just love the way that you wove, you know, the idea of the feelings and and don't forget that, you know, this is a person, uh, you know, particularly with the student athletes, you know, this is a kid that, uh, you know, hopefully if it is about discipline, uh, there's also a, a a theme in there about restoration and okay how are we going to move forward uh i'm going to put you on the spot here you're obviously you know you you coach uh at, at a high level i know you've coached you know youth and high school and that sort of thing can you uh recall one of those uh tough conversations that that you had as a coach uh where having that agenda that you just outlined tremendously for listeners uh, really paid off and you know you could see it working. Anything stick out for you?
1: I, I think in a lot of ways, athletes um, having this and anticipating responses and even going, I could understand being frustrated with the information. A lot of times it's around playing time um, and having myself better prepared for that conversation, what we came out from, even if it was frustration, for them that, you know, this is information they didn't want to hear, which is you're probably not playing. Uh, But here's all the ways that I, again, on a desired outcome is I want you to improve. So I'm going to give you resources and ways, again, take, what are their takeaways? I said, I know I'm going to give you these three exercises. I think if you go put this to work, you'll see improvements in your game. So I knew what my takeaways were. I knew they would be emotional, whether it's in the moment they went silent, you saw tears, whatever. Um, but what it created within a, a 24 to 48 hour period is typically a response that goes, I get it. I appreciate it. And I'm ready to go. And, you know, with athletes, I think that creates an, a massive amount of rapport. Uh, but I also think that goes with colleagues and, you know, if you're the head coach, assistant coaches or athletic directors, you know, any assistant ADs or support systems is that for me, if I give a criticism, a critique, and I don't accompany it, accompany it with a resource, am I managing or am I leading? And I like to be in more cases than not leading. Even if I have to manage more, can I make sure I'm leading and impacting in at least a small way? Um, and I think that that fills my bucket. And I know that I, it's that old saying, you know they remember more about how you make them feel than what you say or something to that effect. I can't remember the exact quote right now, but that is, that's something that's really important to me. And I have found the benefits in my career, you know, years on that those people still talk to me or still have at least respect to the fact that I came to the table with, here are the facts, here's my opinion, here's my decision, but here are the things that I think if you did, you could see improvements in gains and ways and opportunities. Um, And then there's a relationship, there's a rapport that's typically found post-conversation, which is Really, what I want, you know, the only time that I have not is when I felt like the rapport is something I actually don't want. I don't have the trust for that individual, and I lay that out. You've lost my trust, and I have had had some of those conversations. You've lost my trust. So where are we at now? And we need to figure out does that trust need to come back, and how do we get there? These are things from my side, but sometimes the trust is is pretty broken. Um, I don't get there a lot, but it has. And those, I don't think this relationship is beneficial to me. Here's why. I truly wish you the best. For me, this is this is our clean break. Um, not easy, but at the same time, it's clear from my side because I know my takeaway, I know my objective to having that conversation and um the space and the space for them to have it and the space for me to then occupy moving forward in it is huge. So yeah, I've had a lot of them. Uh and sometimes anticipate it, sometimes not when it gets sprung on me that I'm gonna have the difficult conversation. It's that like breath and then that quick agenda. But now that I have like since I've had this. Creates a lot of a a lot easier and a more streamlined process to get to what I want to say quicker um, and be more productive. Ooh, I can't hear you, Jake. There Again, I'm a
0: professional <laughs> podcaster that typically forgets to <laughs> unmute himself. Um, no, I was saying uh, I, I I love the part where you talk about providing the resources, providing the tools. It's not just okay. Here's that data uh, that, you know, you need to improve on, Hey, this is how, you know, we're going to do it, you know, yeah. and speaking of resources, uh, if one of our listeners mm-hmm. wanted to reach out, find out more about all the great things that, uh, that you're doing. How's, yeah. how can they get a hold of you?
1: Absolutely. Website www.fearlessincapable.com uh, on Instagram. It's fearless underscore capable. And then Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, it's Fearless and Capable. Um, and then uh, you can always email me at candace at Happy to connect, see how I could help. Um, I've actually been connected with one of the groups that you service um, uh, through Jen Brooks. So I'm excited to start a mentoring program here soon with them. So those things, it all works. We can all help one another and it's just another resource and we'd be happy to talk on an individual group or organizational level on how I can help with some mentorship and, and help with uh, everyone in the space. So yeah, appreciate it.
0: Well, we appreciate you uh, taking time to share with us. Uh, again, for our listeners, our guest has been Candace Fabry. She's the founder, the CEO of Fearless and Capable. Go to fearlessandcapable.com. See all the great things that are available for you as resources. Um, also, uh, you know, outstanding uh, college and, and pro soccer coach. And uh, I think we can say a friend of the program. <laughs> Candace, thanks again for being with us and all the best yeah. moving forward.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it
0: our listeners. We do this every week and we upload the Zoom recordings to our YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD podcast and every Wednesday with Wednesday Wisdom. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to um, this week's Wednesday Wisdom. Before we go, we do want to acknowledge our great sponsors. Uh, every single one of our sponsors I've used as an athletic director, uh, and, uh, can't recommend them more highly, uh, athletic surveys by life track. Uh, at my schools, we use surveys for just about everything. Let athletic surveys help you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes, get that feedback that can be just a tremendously valuable tool when you're talking with a principal a parent, or even a school board member. That's athleticsurveys.com sideline interactive indoor score tables and video boards. We had one of their uh, score tables, probably one of the best purchases I ever made as an ED. Go to sidelineinteractive.com for more information. Uh, Gipper is how you can uh, promote your school's uh, social media accounts with graphics, with game day announcements, with signing announcements. Go to Gipper.com. Mention you heard about about it on the podcast and you'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Hometown Ticketing. Simple and easy online ticketing. They're the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. I don't think I need to say anything else. Go to hometownticketing.com get started. I want to thank Huddle. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an AD, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. Go to huddle.com to get started. We want to thank Snap Mobile, their entire suite of platforms, including Snap Race, which we used, and you can too, uh, does any other fundraising program give you your money before you start your fundraiser? I don't think so. Go to snapraise.com for more information. Final Forms is the industry leader in forms and registration. They're the official registration platform for the FIAAA state conference. Let Final Forms help your stakeholders, your coaches, and you prepare for your best season ever. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake and vital signs wall of fame they've got a mission to bring your school's legacy to life talking about the fi our official hall of fame is a wall of fame by vital signs uh, they're going to highlight your student athletes both past and present go to vital dot wall of slash jake and you'll get a big discount thanks again for listening to wednesday wisdom we'll see you next time on the educational ad podcast